Welcome to the Chef JKP podcast with me, James Knight Pacheco. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Season four. Can you believe it? To the new friends and to the old friends of the show. I have been cooking up a big pot of incredible topics and guests for this season. First of all, I really have to say thank you so much waiting patiently. Those of you who have been following up with me on a weekly basis, asking me when I will launch this season. I really wanted to push the boundaries this time. So not only do you have audio, but we also have visual content too. As well as that, this season... We have delved a lot deeper into the discussions that have taken place. So without further ado, this is what you can expect from season four of the Chef JKP podcast. Shannon Bennett uh, was the owner and, and executive chef. And um, yeah, I went up there one day into Melbourne, which is where the restaurant is, and knocked on the back door and pestered them and got a job after about a week. And um, yeah, that was my first stint in a, in a fine dining restaurant. Gordon came in on a Saturday night when Marcus wasn't there and I was, I was carving the lamb for a chef's table. We used to do a chef's table for eight and a chef's table. And Gordon came in. Good evening, everybody. Everyone was like, ah, it's good. And I'm like carving this lamb for, for the chef's table to serve it. He stood up there. Everybody's cheering. Gordon, Gordon, Gordon. And, and yeah, I'm trying to carve this lamb to get out. And Gordon comes up, came straight to me, says, I want you in France. We turn our voters over by 25% at least each to year keep it fresh. to keep it fresh. And also when people, and it, they're supposed to be completely anonymous. So no bribing is supposed to be happening. Mm-hmm. You, you can't just open and, you know, do whatever you want, which you will eventually. But at the moment of time, if you are doing with your own funds or someone's funds, you need to make sure that you make money first, right? So you need to make sure you, you adapt with the city or what customer wants. Whatever I do, the money goes back to community somehow in my various community projects. So I am in a very lucky situation where I can turn down more than I accept. Because if I accept any consultancy role, it has to tie in with my values. In the spirit of if I'm going to dole it out, I also have to take his, right? What I would say is that that critique only applies to one element of the restaurant, right? And that is the food that's being served yeah. um, in, in that sense. So we also look at ambience, we look at atmosphere, we look at value for money, you know, all, all these other sorts of things. You chefs have a deep understanding of biology and chemistry and physics that nobody gives you credit for. Maybe you didn't read it in a textbook, but anybody striving to become a chef or is a chef or understands how to work with a protein, you have a deep understanding of science, probably better than some scientists do. We only get an email saying that you are part of the guide. Okay. So he doesn't even know whether you are just part of the guide or you're getting a star. So you didn't know. So when I was sitting in the hall, I was literally, you know, shaking, trembling, all sweaty. I was not aware that um, that we are going to receive a star or not. Now, for the first episode of this podcast, it is customary. Some of you are aware that I will take the lead So I thought it's only fair to discuss something that is common, not just amongst chefs, but also it can be found within all of us. However, I have called this 
the chef's worst enemy. It is the ego. Now, some chefs believe that having an ego is necessary to succeed in the industry, while others argue that it can be detrimental to their success. We all have an ego, whether we like it or not, we all have one. This can either make or break you, especially in an industry where creation and passion lie at the very heart of what we do. Judgment can often feel personal and it's almost as if that person is out to get you simply because their palate is completely different to yours. Now, this is quite interesting. According to some psychologists, if we don't have an ego, we would become mentally ill. We would need to mediate between the unconscious and the conscious. So your relationship with your ego can either turn into an enemy or an ally. This can cause you the most suffering, but it can also save you from further pain. It really is a double-edged sword. It's a powerful force that drives us all to create things. And it is incredibly sensitive. It's a thing that can be easily crushed by others' opinions, whether they are right or whether they are wrong. And when our ego is crushed, it's a really hard thing to get past. And some people never do. Sometimes it is the one thing or the last standing in between you and what you really, really want. Past criticisms and comments can often hold our bright futures hostage. So what we're going to discuss, first of all, is how to get rid of that, not just as a chef, but also as a person. But I'm going to talk about it in the context of hospitality. First of all, let's talk about our confidence. Confidence in the kitchen or confidence when running a brigade or a restaurant. Now, being a confident chef is something I do feel is important. However, this comes with time and experience. It doesn't mean, though, that I need to become a cocky chef. No. In fact, it's completely the opposite thing. So, the way I like to think of it is basically one of my all-time favorite films growing up. Now, if you think about Karate Kid, there was one main character who was the real badass, and that's Mr. Miyagi. Short, stumpy guy, doesn't look like anything, but he can kill an entire army. I reckon he could probably go toe-to-toe with uh, Leonidas from the 300. He's that badass. In real life, he's actually super hardcore. However, he only shows his aggressive side when he has to defend or fight, or only when he's truly pushed. Now, if you look at it in the context of the same way how you conduct a kitchen service, a chef needs to be calm, but at the same time, remain firm and in control of the situation. The real test is when things in the service go really wrong and you need to control yourself in order to steer the ship in the right direction. Now, I have to say, I have at times, of course, been extremely tough on my team especially during times of excess stress and pressure. Now, when I do that, two things happen. Either my team will react well or they will completely crumble. And it is absolutely my job and my responsibility to pick them all up. Now, the more 
and more I got experience, the more and more I became calmer during the service and I knew how to understand and lead with confidence. In turn, my team then became more and more confident. This allowed me to become creative and focus on making delicious and memorable dishes. So when can the ego become a problem? When does it really become a proper issue? Put it this way, kitchens are just like being in the army. There is a hierarchy that needs to be followed at all times. There are so many times when I was a young chef growing up that let's say the sous chef or the head chef would really be pushing the team. And if someone wasn't performing, that person would get a massive telling off in front of the entire brigade. They would get completely belittled, screamed at, and this would often lead to an even worse performance by that particular individual. But at the same time, if a head chef received some sort of accolade, but I'm not talking about Michelin star or go below. I'm talking about the basic accolades. For example, when a chef received something like the town's best restaurant, that chef would literally then let all of that ego get to his head and he would think of himself as a god. And then his behavior would become erratic and even really bad. This would often lead to half of the brigade resigning or walking out. Or the other half of the team would be waiting for that chef to be fired from the job simply because his head got too big. So the most important thing as a chef, again, do not lose focus on the team and those around you who made things happen. They can be the best people in the world. At the same time, you can be the best chef in the world. But without your team, you are nothing. And it is really important to remember that at all times. Now, let me give you some examples about how egos have negatively impacted people's careers. And I'm not going to talk about it as in real life situations. I'm going to do something a bit different. I'm going to talk about three films where you can really see the chef's ego playing in a really bad way. Number one, let's talk about Chef. Now, Carl Casper, at the time, that premise was he used to be a famous chef in LA, made his reputation by creating some great food. But in the past few years, he was more in a conservative restaurant and it pushes all the same meals each and every service. He got really annoyed and he thought to himself, well, I'm in a creative rut. And then the food critic comes along and slates everything that his guy is doing. Now, the most important thing here is that the chef is really, really, really creative, but the owner does not want to do anything else except the classics. And inevitably, the owner overturns all of the decisions from Chef Carl Casper. Carl gets fired. Then this critic comes in, gets served the same food. He belittles the food. And then Carl Casper comes into that restaurant and smashes this guy. It goes viral and all of you know the rest. That is a classic ego scene from a chef. That's one. The other one, the chef burnt. The chef is called Adam Jones. He blew his top several times in the film because things weren't going his way until he saw the light and then started using his team really, really well. And the last one 
And my favourite film is Ratatouille. Chef Linguini, at one point of the film, lets his ego get far in the way of what he's really trying to achieve and how he's achieved it and who he's achieved it with. And things start to go downhill from there. It can easily happen and has happened to all of us at one point or another. For me, the most important strategies when making sure or keeping your ego in check, number one, is just don't be big-headed. No one likes to show off. Recognize the hard work that you've done. At the same time, celebrate it when required. But make sure that you also celebrate with the people who have brought you up because they can easily bring you back down. And don't forget that hard work beats talent each and every single time. Most importantly, and the whole point is, never allow your ego to get in the way as it can become your worst enemy. So, thank you very much for listening. Make sure that you listen to the rest of the season, which is really exciting and so many incredible and wonderful guests will come on the show. And don't forget, food is memories. 